Drop what you're doing. Make this a priority. And now it's time for Guys Not on the Radio with Shap. He's a party on skates. And JC. The little girly man. If you stuck a lump of coal up his ass, in two weeks you have a diamond. And JC. They think he's a righteous dude. Is this it? I mean, is this two bowls of M&Ms and some balloons? You know what, Phyllis? I think you need to step it up. Because if I'm not mistaken, we gave you your wedding shower here. We all came into this room and gave you... A golden shower. That's disgusting. You are fake news. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> it's Shappa JC and the guys not on the radio podcast. Well, that's it. I'm going to see a man about a wallaby. episode of guys done on the radio podcast it's a special one here uh i didn't prompt it's the second one in a week crazy uh, i'm shap jc's over there at home running the controls uh, hopefully he sounds okay uh he's got uh, his youngster there jake hanging out and uh we've got two not one but two special guests uh with us here uh both from our past so uh we've got uh the front man from lucky boys confusion here with us today and uh, the hoodie life, uh, Kastu Pandoff is here. Hello, Kastu, how are you? I'm good. Um, I, you just uh, reminded me how long we've known each other because I don't let anybody call me Kastu anymore. <laughs> I, it's, like, it's, not, it's not my name. And I just, my kindergarten teacher called me Kastu because she couldn't understand how to, my spelling of my name. And I, I had just gotten back from India like I was a four-year-old kid. I hadn't even turned five yet. And and she's like, is your name Kastub? And I'm like, and I looked at my other friend in class that I'm still friends with. And and I'm like, he's like, mm. and I'm like all right. Well, uh, and then, uh, and just getting right into stories, uh, when we went to Japan and they butchered the shit out of my name, I was like, all right. That's I'm enough. Done. Yeah, I and the next album, I didn't even put my last name. I just put Stewie. And I, ever since then, and, and at that point, everybody, everybody that was like friends with me, called me that anyway. I was just like, all right, well, I don't. I, I had a, I had a wonderful name, and it has a great meaning, and it's like has, uh, you know, like uh, me to me. But uh, when I went to India, they couldn't say my name right. So, um, <laughs> uh, like expecting some fucking people from Chicago to be like, yeah, say Kostu, and it has two letters in it that aren't in uh, English is a very difficult thing to ask of people. So um, my parents did me dirty, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it, it just reminded me of that. <laughs> like, God, we've known each other for 20, 20 plus years. Yeah. I was figuring out, I mean, almost 25 years. I, I, was, yeah. I was figuring it out the other day. Cause I'm, I'm like, when, when did, cause Joe called, and I don't know, was it Dan that picked up the phone when you were working at the radio station in, in college? Because I think it was Joe that called us. And uh, and then I remember they called me because I was, I was out in Wisconsin doing some camps or something, like a camp counselor. And they're like, can you come back and help us? we got a band coming in the studio. And, 
and then it was you guys. You guys showed up, and that was summer of '97. So, I don't think we had a name yet. Yeah, I remember you guys joking about it being. And my mic is gonna screw up. I've had all sorts of issues. Sorry. Uh, I remember you guys saying that you were gonna go by. You weren't gonna be Lucky Boys Confusion. There was another, another name that you were thinking about. I don't know. It was probably better though. Okay. <laughs> I, so. So I don't know, you guys, because uh, you had just formed from what, the two bands, was it uh, Farm Boy? Farm Boy and Spinning Jenny. That's right. Yeah, Joe and Adam yeah. were in uh, Spinning Jenny and me and Ryan were in Farm Boy. And then uh, Jason, who wasn't in the band yet, uh, was uh, uh, he was just a local guy that I knew, uh, but I really didn't even know him. I just, the uh, first time I heard him play bass was when he came to practice, so. Um, wow. But I do remember him getting down at one of the Farm Boy shows, so I was like, yeah, let's give him a try. Uh, but yeah, he's, uh, yeah, that was, that was it. And then uh, I remember being mad at Joe. Not mad, but I think Adam was more mad. But uh, that he, like, went ahead and did this without, and I'm like, man, like, we did, we're doing, we're trying to do something cool here. Uh, and you're jumping the gun. He's like, it's good. We're, we got some good stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but I mean, we don't have a name. We don't have, and I like, and it's like, uh, so like when the, the two bands broke up, you know, the main star, oh, nice shirt. <laughs> Are you noticing Dan's shirt? Yeah. <laughs> Do you like it? It's so like straight up. I mean, I don't even know, like 1998 or some shit, right? <laughs> like, and this is like the real time. Time out Seven. That might be nice. Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven, right? Like, well, yeah, because I mean, I don't. Oh I, my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's our first well, shirt. Wow. Okay. Well, let's back up first because I feel I feel like a bad host here. The the mystery man in the top right corner of your screen. Oh, Rockin' the Lucky Boys Confusion 420 Geek shirt is uh, Dan Voigt, who was part of what the show that became Local Chaos. Uh, that we, we'll get to the origin as we're talking here about how uh, LBC first came on the air with us before they even had a name. That was on a show called The Looney Bin. The open, yeah, yeah, the, was right. it After Hours Looney Bin? That's what it was called? So, yeah. and, uh, and I was the host, and then Dan and Brad... Brad Peterson, we couldn't get to be a part of this. We tried, but uh, they would come and hang out, and all of us kind of co-hosted the show. So, welcome to Dan. You may see on the screen his nickname, the Nad. I wasn't even. I mean, there was a time where you like, don't call me that anymore, right? <laughs> like, you, wasn't that a thing? Wasn't that like a, a gimmick thing on local chaos? Like, stop calling me that. JC, man, he coined that one for me, and it stuck. It's one of those things. And so creative, you know, just turning the three-letter name. <laughs> Wow. You figured that it was, out. Oh, yeah. That was that was the the lone reason why they gave him program director in college. Yeah. Of that. That's, <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean uh, I think that was it, it was it was pretty awesome for us because we'd never had a live band in the studio, and I always thought I was like so keen with my four channel like sure mic mixer, and you guys came in. I think you did three songs that night with bongos, and I think it was uh, back then. Uh, I want to say I I feel like one one to the right maybe. It had to have been. Yeah. We had to do songs. Yeah, and uh, maybe slow down. Back then, forty eighty and one to the right. Yep. And uh, I mean, I, like, yeah, I, I, I thought forty eighty was so. one of them. 
I, it's just funny. Like, you know, it goes back to that. It's like, you know, we're, we're, uh, when, when Farm Boy and Spinning, Spinning Jenny broke up first, but when Farm Boy broke up, I gave Adam a call. And, um, and the big deal was that, at least back then, um, we didn't, bands had, like, they didn't, they didn't, you know, you had the one guy and then you had a, you had the guys that, um, uh, like, surrounded him, you know, like, and the great musicians or whatever, but there was always the leader um, and the main songwriter, right? And, uh, or it was a communal thing and, we were the two big bands or, or two, we were two of the big bands in the area. And, uh, instead of me going and doing my own thing and Adam going and doing his own thing, we were like, this could be cool. But you know, the whole thing with Ad and Adam was always smarter about this kind of stuff than, than, um, I'm more impulsive. Um, but he is like, all right, we're onto something here. Slow it down. We're not going to even announce. We're not going to play any shows. Da, 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 da. And then there's Joe going on the radio and me booking shows like <laughs> when we have four songs. I mean, it's just like there's a very different. Um, but, you know, uh, ended up that me and Joe are right because get the music out, get people excited. It doesn't I mean, at that early phase in your career, it, it, there's no there's no harm in just going for it, you know, so. But anyway, that was a good time. I remember that. Um, and, you know, those were, those were, those were really good, fun days um, where we were all just really good friends and just, we, we just hung out all the time and just, you know, obviously that changed as we got older and, you know, people grow in, grew into men, uh, boys grew into men and, and just changed a lot. Um, um, interest change and stuff like that but like man those days just were so exciting because we knew we were on to something cool and it was just nice to it's nice even to think about those days of how like innocent and fun it was is there a huge like glare on me a little bit beautiful uh, aura around yeah. you well i mean i am jesus like but I mean, still. Well, in my culture it's more krishna like but still i uh i'll, I'll take it it's cool um, I'm used to the spotlight, right? Is that what you guys are yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. all good. We, we, we didn't even notice. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, uh, it, well, the one thing I always, I always like thought was awesome about you guys is that you guys grinded like no other when it comes to like getting fans and the marketing and your street teams and everything else, because I, I was always super impressed by that aspect because, you know, just in the early days when we, we would get so many just garbage tapes and stuff from different bands and things, and then they'd want to come on the show or like, you know, Dan was always really good at like working with Joey DeMarco and booking like Riley's Rock House and stuff like that. You remember those shows, right? Uh, and, and, and so the, the one thing we knew is that whenever we put LBC on a bill that you would do the marketing, you'd get your street team involved and then you would pack it. And I remember the first time, and I don't know if you want to talk about this, how you guys got the Metro show. The Metro show was insane um because i i think that was a simon show and they put you on the bill and then it, you you like simon's were great fantastic guys but i just remember just blowing up so well that show happened because you guys did that local chaos show at riley's and um we opened up for simple simon and the room cleared yeah except for our i mean our fans stuck some of our fans stuck around so they actually 
they played for our fans that happen to stick around and then them being the good guys that they are go hey man that wasn't cool like we just didn't like promote as hard as we could have and and nor did we think that this show was going to be what it was um and you know uh we sold i mean it was close to sold out or sold out or something Mm -hmm. like that and so as sold out as that place had probably ever been (laughs) sure okay uh yeah and and so i think they were just impressed um and you know so and and the fact that we didn't we didn't complain we were just like look this is life we play cool Mm -hmm. we're just happy about our show you know and then um they go well we'll put you on the metro and we're like uh yeah cool uh but um that was a such a struggle because metro had no idea who we were nor did they care um i mean eventually our relationship with them became amazing but uh they Nobody wanted this stupid band from the suburbs that couldn't figure out what genre they wanted to play. You know, like, uh, it, like the, we, you could, you could tell them, like everybody, like everybody laughed at us when we were called. I'm like, no, nah, man, we're 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 big on ONC, and they're like, okay, what, what is that? You know, like, yeah, we're like, <laughs> we, we sold out Riley's Rock House. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm like, it's 400 tickets. I'm like, tell me another local band that's doing that, and they're like, oh. Whatever, and, you know, it was just a struggle. But yeah, the Simon, simple Simon, that was that was cool. That they, they, you know, they they uh, they helped us, and uh, and then what after that show? I mean, there was no, uh, there wasn't any, any. They wouldn't have stopped us anyway. Mm-hmm. It, the the and, you know the street teams and like all that like um, our fans were great and it was awesome. But the one thing that I gotta say about the grind and everybody says you know hey. You know, you guys work so hard in the grind and whatnot, but um, there's something to be said about, you know, fruition drives people. Um, so we would go out and hit the streets with flyers or, and, you know, I, I think the biggest marketing thing that I, I ever succeeded with was, was those four song tapes because you'd play a show and sell a hundred of them. You get a box of 300, sell three, uh, you sell a hundred tapes, you make your 300 bucks back and you go and buy another 300 tapes. Uh, Cause it was th- 300 bucks, right? You buy, buy some for three bucks, sell a hundred, uh, th- uh, uh, go buy another box, different color um, tape, do- no art, uh, just that color and the, all that mattered was that color it was a, it was a differentiator a differentiator i mean the first song first color was purple and people were like why are you doing this and i'm like just watch and so we sell sell three you know sell 300 boom we got 200 free basically free uh tapes right um put 50 maybe 100 aside take 100 divvy them up with the guys and go to different shows and just give them out okay give them out it sucks for the you know it, but the thing is they got they got three dollars with the music. They got four songs for three bucks, whatever. And the music was good. They they so like people liked it. And so out of that hundred, we'd get twenty of them to show up. But those and then those twenty show up at the show. The show was good. So like we would get those twenty would turn on you know twenty others. And the thing is at that time, it was exciting because there was a new band, a, a local band that didn't suck. 
like it was like you know and and um not that a lot of ba- a lot of local bands didn't suck but it, they just didn't have an audience you know um and this band is out there with an uh, built-in audience because of farm boy and spinning jenny <laughs> and we we put out decent at uh, that four song table which was you know better than decent and um then when we went out it was fine and that fueled you to do more the hard thing about the grind these days is it's it's defeating to go out and hit the streets and flyer and even give away free especially now give away free music and nobody comes nobody shows up and then you got to figure out was well, the music just not working or is it or am i or are we not doing it right or is there just is or is or has this or has the um the market changed and you have to now you got to be innovative well, you got to be innovative with your marketing and, and frugal so we were able to do it I just it, real it, quick man when you were talking about the tape <laughs> I, I was mean, gonna say regular radio play wasn't hurting I remember my purple tape I was gonna say my purple tape man I literally and to your point my wife, well, my wife now, but girlfriend back then, gave it to her sister in Wisconsin, and it ended up in New York, man. So those purple tapes, like, definitely made the rounds, bro. That, that I think that that tapes on eBay for like eighty bucks or something. It's stupid, and I'm like, people, are like, that's great. I'm like, how's that great? I'm not seeing that money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I mean, I, eighty bucks. That's like three cases of beer. Really. Whatever. But like, you know, it, it, you're, you're talking about your first trip, you know, going dealing with the Metro and then trying to understand, you know, what kind of music you play. And then you were first starting out, you, you couldn't even describe it yourself. Uh, oh, have no. you ever gone and looked at what your all music page says for your band? Uh, yeah, some stupid shit. I think like <laughs> they say I'm like Latin or something. Yes, yes. The, the uh, JC, could you pull that up? Yeah, yeah, he's got it there right there. It, 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 first, the, the quick buy on the tops is a high-energy five-piece ska unit based out of Chicago, <laughs> which you guys do have elements of ska at times, but I wouldn't There's necessarily two songs. classify you. Yes. We have 150 <laughs> songs that we put out, and we have two songs that are ska, dumb pop songs, original only, and City Lights. And not about Deborah has horns, but it's it's a samba section. Um I was like, for Scott, don't you need to have horns, right? <laughs> horns so, means that there's the part 1998 where... or 99. Yeah. Uh, then, then there's the part that it says that, uh, that your Latin melodies, which was the funniest part to me in the whole bio. So <laughs> I'm like, well, like, I mean, I, I just was like, all right. Okay. And it's like, I, I just I was just doing another podcast here and, it, and it's like and, and it's just like it, it, you just kind of like reviewers and whatnot like we were talking about um, the song Mr. Wilmington and and it was funny because the, I got so turned off to reviews and press and um, not like today with the what is it fake news or whatever. I, I mean i just meant that music media sucks because they did a review of mr wilmington and they go another song with a with a suburban angsty punk rocker uh complaining about his parents and i'm like that's <laughs> literally the opposite 
of what that song's about. <laughs> yes. And, and you didn't. You went in not wanting to like the song. You went in without listening to it and just want, wrote a bad review. And you suck as a person because it's like if you don't like us, just don't review us. If you if you have no feelings, go ahead. If you like us, I don't want a puff piece either. Like, I would, man, I, yeah, I, so stupid Latin melodies. I mean, oh, hey, Brown, must be Latin. <laughs> and that's another thing, too. Latin? What, Italian? Like, what, what, what is that in Latin America? Stupid ass shit. Like, they, they, they're the same thing with the Native Americans being Indian. I mean, can you get anything right? It's like, seriously. Indians and Latin, yeah, Richard Nixon. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Tandem. You were talking earlier, uh, uh, Stubby, about um, you know when you were young, traveling back from India. Were you born in India or were you born here in the states? Yeah, born and raised in America. So it's a lyric. <laughs> well. I wouldn't I say that to anybody that. else, but you guys should know that. We one. know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but yeah, like, but you know, to keep on with that lyric, it was a very strict. You know, when I came home, it really, literally felt like India because I wasn't allowed to speak English in the house. I, uh, mm. like, I came home from school, and then there'd be more in, like, then there'd be Indian school, and I'd have to. And by the time I was done with that, it'd be like five thirty or six, and every all the kids would be um, going home for dinner, and you know, uh, yeah, I just had no friends because I you know, I go to American school and then come home and have, be homeschooled, and it was just like, yeah, so yeah, very 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 Indian upbringing, but yeah, but I've, I've been to India five times. I mean, not not in the like last Indian 20, not in the last twenty years though. With the, the homeschooling that you had, and like with your parents, was it like learning about Indian culture, and or, or was there like other subjects um, or stuff that you would have to? Um, uh, more, uh, so I can read and write a couple different languages, and the the hard part of that was that the um, the alphabet is completely different. So learning Spanish, you know, I'm not saying it's easy or anything, but like learning Spanish or German or French is you get to skip uh, the, the alphabet, the, the, um, you don't have to relearn a brand new thing. So I had, I, I relearned that. I had to learn that alphabet. And, I, and it, the thing is that's my first language. So, you know, you learn that stuff when you're that young, you just, it just, it is, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I learned that. I, I learned about like it's. I don't think it was ever like the culture part of it is just. It's like saying that did you learn American culture? It just was life, you know. Uh, the other stuff that I know was mostly. I became interested in it, and it got to the point where, um, even my dad admitted he's like. You're you're something else. You like you know more about this stuff now than I do, um, and and so like uh, it's funny meeting Indian people, um, especially with the way I look and what I did for a living. That that's where that Sam Masala came from. Is like where they just assume that I I'm just this like uh, coconut, you know, um, brown on the outside, white on the inside, and it's like 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the most Indian person you're ever going to meet. Uh, it's just that I'm the most American person you're going to meet, too. You know, you don't, it's not like you have to pick up a, a hot dog or a burger at a barbecue. You know what I mean? It's like I can, I can be both. It's that we're, we're plural people where we have, you don't have to be split, you know? So, um, yeah, Indian culture, man, it's, it's a massive part of my life. And, um, like, I'm even getting into cooking and, and stuff now. And my baby loves it. So, uh, it helps with that, but um, yeah, I mean, Indian culture is massive part of my life, and, and um, uh, I'm more into the culture than the people. I think people can kind of. How's it, how's it going being a dad? Um, I, I love it. You yeah. know, she's the greatest. Um, she's um, but she's a, a touch too much like me for my own liking. <laughs> she's a little pain in the ass. <laughs> Man, like man, just she loves pushing my buttons and 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 uh, and just being a mischievous little shit, and um, <laughs> and uh, which is great. I, I mean, I I wouldn't want her to be boring and whatnot, but I think she's gonna be a little bit more like her more like her dad than her mom, and um, in some ways that's great. In other ways, I just could wish she could calm down a little sometimes. <laughs> well, but, we uh, we were we. Go ahead. I was to say we were having a debate. Well, there goes my mic. We were having a debate on what song you sing your daughter to sleep with. Oh, um, well, I, I, well, what do you think? Actually, before I. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. <laughs> I was thinking maybe like a chill Arizona stand. And and you? I said one to the right. <laughs> um. So. Uh, every night we start with Let It Be. Oh, nice. And then I'm only sleeping. Uh, um, then it goes into uh, Wonderful Night. Um, uh, across the Universe. Oh, good. Losing My Religion. Uh, sometimes we do Love Song by The Cure. Um and then um, sometimes we'll do We Can Work It Out. She likes the McCartney stuff, which makes sense because it's kid music. Um, he's never going to listen to this, so I don't care. Um, so, uh, but, um, the, <laughs> what are you, what are you always, saying? That guy's not on the radio? Is it big enough? Or? <laughs> Considering that in his last interview, he, they asked him, what kind of American music are you listening to this, that, these days? And he goes, Elvis. I don't think... <laughs> I don't think he's he's in touch, man. Um, and I don't blame him because I'm 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 way out of touch. So he, I'm the same way. But um, every night we uh, she has a song that I wrote for her um, because I started running out of songs when we first started singing her to sleep. It, t it took a lot longer, you know. Now it's like, you know, she she just gets the routine. But then I just uh, I one day I just was out of songs and I just was like. Okay, what do I do? And I hate singing my own songs. Um, like, I don't, I don't. What am I gonna sing? Or ordinary? I don't. I don't know. What, what the fuck? You know, like I like. So I just uh, looked out in the window. I was like, I started just singing this song, and every day I would sing it, and a new part would start added to it, and a new part would get added to it, a new part, and then about two weeks in, I was like, I think this is a song. You know, like, and I'm like, so, you know, I picked up my guitar and I started playing around with it. And 
um, I re recorded and played it for a few people. And, um, and uh, you guys remember Brad from 15 Minutes Late and a few other people. Like, I, I played it for a few people, not a lot. And uh, they're like, this is the best thing you've ever written. And I'm like, and I'm like, well, I, it kind of makes me feel bad because I'm fucking old now. Um, but uh, the other part of it is like, uh, well, the lyrics are really honest, you know, because I'm just singing to her because I never thought anybody else would ever hear it. And, um, you know, as a songwriter, you kind of, oh, am I swearing around your kids, man? I'm sorry. I don't it's, have any. Yeah, you got nothing to worry about. Oh, you're <laughs> well, good. His kid looks a little younger. Yeah, he's almost 16. Uh, we're, we're, we're introducing, so we're introducing you to the next gen so that we can okay. start. Yeah, <laughs> but the, I'm still so on the radio the every day, Kasub. So I swear all the time when I'm not on the microphone. So all right. here's it all. So you're good. <laughs> um, so I, uh, um, you know, I just uh, I, I so I recorded a, a little copy and I sent it to the to the LBC guys and uh, it's probably gonna end up on the new record. Nice. Oops, did I just drop that? <laughs> um, yeah. So there's gonna be a new record. That's fantastic. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do it as a solo uh, solo song or if I want to do it with the boys. Uh, but yeah, I, I've um, I'm really proud of it. And so every night um, when she it's 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 at, it's at the point now where she when she gets when she knows it's time to sleep, she I, I I'm, I'm on the chair, you know, singing her, and she'll just go baba, sits back up, goes birds, and that's what she calls that song. Huh. And and I'm like okay, so the we sit in the chair with all those other songs, and we get up and uh, I rock her and I sing her that song, and then it's bedtime. And so now she's done; she's right above me. She's uh, what? Going to bed. How old is she? Uh, she'll be two in May. Awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's those are the those are the fun ages. So, not uh, yeah. even though she's I, already I, got I really something like she's drunk in your spirit, but no, <laughs> I know it's it's it sucks I, I i really i it was it broke my heart when she started getting teeth i was like because i loved her little stupid smile without him and uh you know i i mean she's gonna grow up into a woman and 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 i i i'm looking forward to that part but i'm I, nah eh. that's why you keep on having more it's because you missed that part you know and, and it, you know I'm a I'm a big science dork and and, and behavioral whatever is like we're triggered to feel like this these are the best part because we're just here to procreate. So I mean like let's let's be like, oh don't you miss that cuteness and the little like I, I but I I, I I sure like sleep, you know. So I don't know. <laughs> I got a really late start on kids, so you know, we're all the same age. So you guys are like in yours is sixteen. Yeah, mine's gonna be 16. like mine's yeah. not two. Yeah. I got a long ways to go. I gotta make it to college at least. <laughs> but yeah, yeah well, no, it's cool. You're, yeah. you're ahead. You're ahead of Dan. Dan. Dan's rocking the so uh, the uh, the uh, the ba not bachelor life, but uh, you know the the non child life. So <laughs> we are. We do not feel that need to procreate that you spoke about. Like I Wait, understand it. Do Who not feel your room that. Oh no! That, that oh, Shaft, that my was you. Dog. That was my puppy. No, 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 okay. So wait, hold on. You, your kid just came into the room. I'm pointing yes, at you guys. My kid. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my kid came into the room, so uh, that's that's that was my kid. And then gotcha, uh, gotcha. okay, so you two are parents. Uh, Jason, if yes. I wouldn't have gotten, I, I mean, when when I when I got married again, 
I was like, okay, cool, kids. But like, I didn't think I was gonna have kids. I, I, I mean, it, it was like, well, when, how, who, you know, and then life happens and you meet the right person. And you're like, oh, okay, you want a kid? I want a kid, all right, fine. Uh, but I'm happy I did it, um, you know, like, and if she ever hears this, I'll explain to her what I mean, but I could have lived without it. I mean, but like, I couldn't live, I, I couldn't live without her, but I could have lived without it. You know what I mean? Like now I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I would never want to go back, but if I never knew her, whatever, you know what I mean? Like it, it, I, I'm not, I, I don't think my life needed it for fulfillment how about that you know and uh it might might sound like absolute garbage but i'm gonna see if i can get this out here (laughs) this is my technical problems today so so there we go go. it popped back uh i mean shap and i were kind of we were we were just kind of going through all the records today and the one thing that i think we noticed and it's just you know interesting talking about life and everything and just how that influences you know the the more mature sound of lbc as you've as you've gone on even hoodie life um, I stumbled on on some of your. You sent me some stuff when you were first putting out some of the the newer hoodie life stuff, and I just I just love the songwriting that goes into that and just how personal it is. Storm Chasers was a really personal album. It, you could feel it from start to finish. And that was probably the, you know, I, I'll be honest. I, I like I I bought Commitment and then I just lost tr- touch with you guys for a long time <laughs> until Storm Chasers. So, um, but it's just it's really personal and I, I and the songwriting too. Um, I remember I ran into you, I think right before the Electra deal, and you were like, you're like, Jeremy, man, I'm like, like, I just got songs going through my head constantly. I'm coming up with songs like left and right, and you were just like knocking them out. Are you still in that process when it, when it comes to songwriting, or does it? Uh... Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, Here's the thing with me and music. Uh, I have a strange relationship with music. Um, well, first of all, let's. Uh, well, I'll go back and I'll, then I'll explain this because this it's a weird thing to explain to people and it it doesn't always connect well. But um, Storm Chaser um, was a collection of songs that. I, um, uh, most thematically, at least, mostly my songs that you know Adam I brought to Adam, and then him and I worked on them together. And um, you know, he had obviously added a ton to them, um, but they're mostly my ideas. How about that? Like the the original ideas. And but uh, and and they were written in in a pretty tough time in my life. Uh, and uh, but. Adam's a, he's good. He, he was able to look at, look, step back from the record and him and Ryan both at different times were like, this is the most autobiographical record that you've ever done. And, and I'm like, oh, okay then. You know, I, I like it, it doesn't, it doesn't click, you know, like I don't really like, I just kind of write and then I figure it out later. Like half the time people will be like, well, what was that about? I'm like, I don't know. It's writing, man. I don't know. You know, like it's whatever. So as far as music's concerned, yeah, I was, I, you know, I, I'm still pretty prolific as far as like, like uh, quantity is concerned when I want to be. Now, what I mean by that is I'm typically driven by 
my life and like uh, what I need to get done. Um, so I don't have much of a drive for that right now. Um, I wrote, I wrote uh, three songs last year, maybe four, no four, whatever. Um, but there are three really good tunes. Um, and I wrote them because I wrote them. I had something to say. Um, and I brought them to LBC and they're all going to be songs. And, and usually, you know, it's a struggle being like, well, which, do you guys like this? Or do you guys not like that? And whatever. And lately, you know, I, I know they're good because that's all I've written, you know? So, um, but if we get to, if we, if I start up Hoodie Life again, or, and if I, you know, LBC starts practicing a lot more again, I mean, we practice here and there uh, for this thing, but maybe I will, but I don't have a lot. I don't have a, I don't have that much of a desire and that creative outlet is being um, satiated by uh, the books, uh, the book I'm writing. So I'm writing a fiction book. So it eats up a lot of my time. And, uh, you know, um, I, I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of satisfaction from that. So it's uh, like, so as far as music's concerned, I, right before the pandemic yeah man i mean I, I was i was writing there left and right and I, that's all i could do and now it's um kind of put on the back burner really um i so this is a thing that i was that people don't know about me um music was my well you know i i liked i liked the the doors that music opened for me but music was my uh, was my medium to get my words out there. Um, like, you know, I was writing poetry and I, I just thought I had something to say. And, so, you know, I, I, I basically, I didn't, I mean, I barely graduated high school and, 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 and didn't barely went to college. And it's like, nobody was going to take my writing seriously. I wasn't going to get a, I wasn't going to get a, um, a, a regular article in a newspaper. I wasn't going to get whatever. So if I needed it, I, I was like, Oh, well, maybe I can do music, you know? And then when I started doing music, I, I, uh, realized I was like, Oh, I, I'm kind of good at this. Um, okay, I'll do it. And, and this lets me write lyrics like one to the right, you know, I was like, all right, cool. Or otherwise they were just going to be in my notebook you know, back when we actually wrote down stuff. And uh, like, you know, I just had notebooks full of full of lyrics and this gave me a medium. So um, since I have that outlet now, it's whatever, but, and then the, um, uh, the, the, dr another driver of it is the, you know, the fan base. Um, and there's not really anything to really motivate me to pick up my guitar, except my, my baby. Um, However, I got a new toy and I'm getting pretty good at it. And that's made me write a few new tunes that very different than anything else I've ever done before. Nice. And it's out of tune, but, but yeah, I, uh, maybe I'll play a little bit of something later, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I got my ukulele. I got, I got writing new tunes on that. Um, but music is kind of on the 
I mean, it's kind of on the back burner. We're going to do this, uh, this first place I'm announcing it. We're doing this throw in the game um, live stream uh, show. But it's really going to be kind of a, a rockumentary. Um, and so we're going to play, uh, you know, some live songs. We're going to uh, talk about, um, uh, we're going to play some live songs. We're going to talk about uh, some, we're going to do some like, footage um from uh from those days uh some interview sessions stuff like that just uh, like a full-on show uh but like more like a are we 20 years 20 years of throwing the game 20 years of throwing the game yep wow are there uh, any songs from from your career going back that far now that are, are hard to go back and, and play live after everything that's gone on in life with the band um no uh i don't think so I, I mean i don't not really like in the and the reason i say that is um one second um i don't really think about um uh just saying this earlier to somebody else it's like you know i don't really think about what uh the meaning of the songs are Sometimes, Mr. Wilmington, because my dad just died. Um, not just died, but like, you know, well, you know what? When your dad dies, it's just died always. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you don't, you don't really, you don't get over that. Uh, so, but, so that's a little hard. Um, but it's really rare that I actually think about um, what the song's about. Um, even Storm Chaser, you know, like, it's rare that I, you know, think, oh, you know, this song's about Joe or whatever. I, it's, it's just, I'm, I'm in the zone. I'm just rocking. And, um, but yeah, there's times and the acoustic shows a little bit, it can get a little bit, uh, weary or sometimes, you know, when I sing a song about my ex and my wife's there, it's a little weird. And uh, I mean, and it sucks when it's one of the hits, um, because, you know, I don't want to make her uncomfortable. It's that's that's what it really comes down to, and she doesn't. She doesn't care, but I care. So, yeah. Well, acoustic show is a little different than the last time I saw you. The last time I saw you was at three fifty Fest five, and there was a wrestling ring of people doing. Oh yeah, <laughs> amateur pro wrestling in the background while you guys were up on stage performing. Is yeah, that, the that was the first um... time you've ever had that happen uh wrestling yeah i've had some weird yes. stuff <laughs> it's been some real weird stuff bro but um never wrestling that was interesting i like wrestling man it's cool it's fine i don't i don't know why this strings me into such a dick so with your writing uh my mic is garbage so i'm gonna apologize but i'm gonna try and get this out let me keep saying that. you gotta, you I gotta use my wait. mic you but gotta wait your mic it's terrible it is terrible um but uh, my, my question is, so you're writing a book. I know you're a huge comic book fan. Are you hoping yep. that it might be a graphic novel? It could be one day. Cool. Um, it could be. Um, I think that it should be. Uh, but I also don't want to work with those publishers. Uh, I don't want... I don't want Look, man, 
here's the thing. So, here, let me just tune this C before I lose my No, mind. go for it. Go for it. <laughs> What's with you? Why won't you listen to me? While you, while you tune that, uh, we'll, we'll catch people up with uh, everything else going on here. Uh, Dan is, is uh, broadcasting from Colorado today. How long, how long have you been in Colorado, Dan? Uh, you're asking me the hard questions. Five years now. <laughs> hard questions. Five years. Awesome. So, uh, and, and much better than, did you live anywhere else between Illinois and there? Or is that the only stop? We, we lived in Illinois because everybody wants to hear from me and uh, Stuby. <laughs> Perfect. Yahoo. Yeah, man. I wish I lived in Illinois my whole life. I grew up kind of by you, Shaf. And then, um, man, it's just too many cold winters. So we're out of there. It's, it's been good ever since we arrived here. And now you're in the foothills of the mountains. Don't you get even more snow there? We are. Here? Literally. And well, no, Colorado's beautiful, man. It's like, uh, Snow comes down, you get like a foot of snow, and then it's sunny and 60 degrees and it all melts away. And it's like, you know, just beautiful again. It's a really nice place. And people are probably a lot more laid back there, I think, huh? They definitely, probably a little more chill than Chicago, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, that that was my attempt at filling for, for Stuby to, to, to oh, get. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, and I'm not even going to play anything because I'm going to baby sleeping right above me. But like, it, I'm not obsessive about many things, but once I start something and I know it's like just around the, done around the corner, I, I'll, I have to do it or else it's just going to sit there and be like, we'll be talking about something and be like, that C is out. That C is still out. It's sitting right next to me and it's out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I get it. Um, I'm having that with my mic right now. <laughs> with your what? My mic. Oh, with your mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, we were talking about like comics and stuff. Um, I never want to feel about comics the way I do about music. Um, it's still like an innocent love for me. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge snob about them and like what I like and what I don't like, but I still get excited. And music, man, my friends hate me. They'll be like, you know, before the pandemic, they'll be like, hey, man, Farside's at uh, Subterranean. And I'd be like, I'm like, Adam, the only reason I'm going is because you asked me, like, crier, because we don't ever hang out. Not because we don't love each other, just because we just don't ever hang out, you know, like, but if he asked me to do something, he could have asked me to go get tea at, you know, whatever, I would have probably done it, you know, but if anybody else that I normally hang out with is like, Hey, you want to go see a show? And I'm like, well, who's playing? And is it one of my friends that I have to support? If so, yes. If no, I don't care if it's anyone, I'm not going. And I went to go see the distillers because they're they got back together. And so if the Beatles got back together, yeah, I'd go see them play. Um, but that's kind of impossible. Um, or Sublime or you know, Nirvana. Um, but Half of me says I say those things because I don't want to go see a show. Um, I also am kind of a, I don't know, man. People like send me music and or like be like, you should check this band out. And they always follow it up with, I know you're not gonna, 
And I'm like, then why are you sending it to me? Like, cause I'm not gonna, you're right. If I get, if I get 40 minutes, like to myself, I'm gonna read or I'm gonna write. I'm not gonna listen to music cause I don't listen to music like other people do. I don't listen to music on the background. It's like, what it's what I'm doing then if I'm listening to music. Like, unless it's something that I've heard a million times, you know? Um, so, um, you know, I think I, I, I like to just keep them, my medium maybe just to text, just so I can still love on my comics. And, you know, I don't know if you guys feel that same way about radio, um, that you just did it for so long, like, you want to just drive in silence, you know, or, or um, I, I don't know. Uh, um, like Adam, Ryan, Jason love music and, and constantly is still a big, huge, like uh, they're always listening to it. They're always whatever. Um, they're always hip to what's cool and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's great. I'm listening to Abbey Road again for the 5,000th time, you know, like, it's like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I think I just got, I just think I just did it too much. And, and, um, you into for me to still enjoy it um i think i this this pandemic might have been the best thing ever for me as far as um just re um invigorating my love for music um because i've just i stepped away from it from it except for those three songs and those three songs came naturally like i wrote them in the shower like and i was like these are good all right cool let's put them to guitar and then show them to the guys you know um but yeah, I think I think when we open back up, I might just be like, "Get me to a fucking show now," you know what I mean? Like, uh, it, it might be like it might be like that. But um, I I don't I don't live in the future, you know. I uh, well, it's, it's weird how we can. And again, my mic sucks. Okay, it's weird how we we consume music today. It's so different how we did it. We we grew up in a time where you know albums meant everything, concepts. And listening from start to finish, you mentioned Abbey Road. That was a huge, you know, we we binge the crap out of Abbey Road, uh, mm. you know, and 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 still I do. still do. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but but I mean, I I know for me today, you know, with Google Music and Pandora and everything else, it's like everything's done on a single basis, and you don't really get to have that relationship with an artist. And I know recently, I I decided I'm like I'm gonna buy a record player because I just want to consume music differently, or I want to go back to what it felt like to sit through an album again and have to get up, flip the side and just listen to that. And I think it was uh, Ch Chad uh, looking at his Facebook posts and him sharing his, uh, his, his, uh, his album of the day that got me going, I need to get into this again. And so I just bought a nice record player and I've been sitting down here in my office and just listening to music again and just hearing it That's like for the first time. So I, uh, on on the 28th uh was my and my wife's like seven seven years since the first day we met like you know i don't we're not really big on anniversary we do that day and then our actual wedding uh, anniversary but like um this year i got her a record player um nothing nice you know like a it was on sale 60 dollars whatever I, I wanted to see if we, it would actually work but the deal was i'm like well we we're stuck in this pandemic and with the kid and we don't really do much for each other anymore you know like which is normal right for when the kids between one and three or whatever 100 percent. yeah and that's just it's just life that's fine 
Um, but I said, on the 15th of every month, we are going to get each other a record for the rest of our lives. And um, we switch off. So next, I got her, and we have very different tastes in music. I got her um, the Kesha record, uh, the new one. Uh, or I, I don't think it's a new one. It's the, I don't know, I like it. Um, it's, it's, um, I kind of like it. Let's be honest. I, it's, it's the most tolerable of her music that I, I like. Um, and so, and then next March 15th, she's going to, which is around the corner, I get mine. So it's just like, exactly. It's, it's something to consume and something physical to hold on to. And, um, and it gives you album art and the artist again. Um, one thing to add to what you were saying about consuming music too, we, the difference, and it's not necessarily true with everything, but it's, it's true with rock bands, I think. Um, we consumed the artist. Um, we, we bought into Kurt Cobain and Eddie Vedder and Tom York and Lars Ulrich and, and uh, Dave Mustaine. And, you know, I can go on for like, ages but like we knew their names we knew what they did we knew whatever it was and it, that is still the case with like the cardi b's and the um you know like the weekend and and, and those uh, that that kind of pop music or uh the the but like the boy the new korean boy bands or like you know like that they're, they're those for the really young generation um it's still there uh or in the hip-hop and in hip-hop culture this there but think about what the what the difference there is that was always single based music i mean besides the chronic mm -hmm. how many really good like like and you couldn't listen to the chronic front to back i mean you could but i mean it, you know like even um the, the cool albums from tribe and uh farside and and even the beastie boys i mean there's an argument to be said about Paul's boutique. Maybe check your head, but like, maybe like, you know, there's always the Mike D songs and stuff. I mean, like it's it just, there's, there's, you know, there's, whereas like, you know, we had, Oh, come on. We all know. Uh, but I mean, like, um, but like it, it, it comes, it, it really comes down to like uh, that rock bands were making albums and pop bands were making singles. Now everybody's making singles. And if there's, you, you, we, then it's just like rock bands are writing pop songs, you know, like, um, and I don't, I don't know. I don't think LBC would have survived that. Um, I don't think that I was meant to write music like that. Well, you guys, I, don't think I mean, were you guys like, and, and a, the time you got signed was like the worst time to get signed in music. Cause I, I mean, it was you guys and then local H kind of went through that too for another Chicago band where just, you know, you get to the album you get to the you know to your label and then it's just like they signed too many people and then like of course napster hits and it's just it was like the worst time wasn't it it was it was awful yeah and then 9 11 yeah 9 11 happened and, and and pretty much wiped out our record um you know and then you couldn't even you couldn't even say anything because then you were being unsympathetic or unpatriotic or whatever it was um it was a bad time, but you know, there's way worse things that happened to us in our career that that um, 
you know, looking back, it, it sucks. But I mean, it's just like, I don't know, man. I, I think I, I think I did a lot of the woe is me stuff. And I just don't care anymore because it's like, look, man, I don't care who's listening to this or who's not. I, I'll, I'll be very honest and say that I, I know how good I am. Like I know what, not me. When I say I, I mean I know what LBC did. I know that how big LBC should have been. Um, there's. Tons of bands that I really enjoy didn't get as big as they as they should have. The only band that I'm like, and then there's tons of bands that I enjoy that there's no reason they should have gotten as big as they they did. Um, Nirvana is a huge example of that. I mean, trashy garage music, and and we were all at the age where he could have shit in a bucket and we'd be like, Oh my God, do you see the difference in his shit and the other guy's shit? Like, it's just like, it, it just was, you know, it's just, it's just what it was. I mean, um, so, uh, you know, and then, and then there's bands that got as big as they deserve to get like REM. Um, you know, they did the grind. They did put out what, like six records before out of time. And then broke and did great. You know, uh, I think Pearl Jam deserves everything they got. You know, Green Day did, did the grind. You know, like, so, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of bands um, that were better than us that um, uh, that didn't break. The matches, is a, I was thinking, like, can you think of anybody? I mean, I don't know if they're better, but they're, they're just as good as, at least, at least I think they're better. But um, uh, they, they didn't break. You know, you guys um, had a, like a lot of success though. So to hear you even say that, like, I mean, you do, you have like thousands of people that love you, right? So, like, how many people can say that or whatever? But, like, I'm not, it, that's why I think I'm okay. Like, look, man, here's, here's, here's something. So, I'm friends with Tony from Mast. And, um, you know, one thing that all of us can say, uh, well, sorry, nobody can else that came out of the scene can say, even local age. Um, smoking popes name name all name any band from the chicago scene that's still playing and and tell me who can draw as much as we can like no one no one it's because we and 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 that's including the plain white tees that's that's they had a number one song local h had a huge hit um uh, smoking Popes was like the, the darling of Chicago for a while. I mean, like, um, and the reason is, is because we struck a nerve. Well, the, the, fans, the fans that liked us really, really, they, it goes back to what we were saying. They, they bought into the product. They bought into the guys. They bought into the, the meanings of the songs, you know, like, um, so yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm, I'm, what I mean by success is that like, uh, Hey Driver was so close to being huge, and then uh, Warner Brothers got bought out by three billionaires, and they dropped every band that hadn't um, that wasn't in the that wasn't in the black. You know what's funny is like I remember when you guys first got signed. I think Dan and I were having a conversation, and I, I can remember this. Like LBC just got signed. Oh yeah, well I can and we like growing out of it was like the soundtrack 
of my youth. If that, because, you know, we were all hanging out and we were, you know, every time you had a new song, you would bring it to the station. We get to listen to it before you even put it on a record, which was pretty exciting. And then, and I remember Dan and I having a conversation where he's like, we were, I think we were sitting at AMC or something at the Cantera getting ready for a movie. We're like, LBC is going to be signed. We're going to see their, their, we're going to hear their songs in a movie. And so I'm watching back in action with my kids <laughs> and to hear Hey Driver come up when I'm watching Looney Tunes, I just instantly like flash back to my conversation with Dan at the AMC when we were like in our early 20s. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, man, the, the, the career has been amazing. Yeah. I, I don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, uh, I, I proved all the naysayers wrong, you know what I mean? And all the haters can hate all they want. I mean, we had so just as, for as many people that loved us. Three for every one person that loved us, three Naperville jocks wanted to kill me. So like, like it's true, man. It's it's like and um, but like, man, we did it. Yeah, it, it was great. It was like um, uh, movies. You know, the, a couple of those movies. Um, that I don't know if you guys um, saw my Facebook post of that like art that that guy drew from Azerbaijan. The dude's in Azerbaijan. Yeah, that was awesome. He's drawing. He's drawing me. Like, that's... Can I pull that up? I'll pull that up if that's cool with you. Yeah. All right. Sure. I mean, it's... it's it's um. I, look, man, it, it, it's flattering, I, you know, and it, it's been so ingrained in my brain to not let things get to my head that maybe the, you know, it's the other way around. But yeah, man, I, I know how cool it is. I played in front of thousands and thousands of people and people have my lyrics tattooed on them i mean it's 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 insane if you really if you sit back and think about it but that is a something that i'm gonna do when i'm done when i'm really just done i'm gonna sit back and go you know collect everything that you've done um in your brain and then write it all down yeah man like national tv like I mean, come on it's always been great that's right we're, yeah. weren't you guys you were on the late show right with uh craig kilborn twice yeah yeah hbo reverb it as in it's, that, it, i remember it's, watching it's, i said this to my wife the other day i'm like every time you know when i feel down about anything I'm like or somebody says something mean to me and you know you you think you you think i'd be over that kind of stuff but it still hurts man like you, you're still human like when you're somebody's like you're a hack or, or whatever they say, you know what? What do they want to say about me? And like, it doesn't feel nice. It doesn't feel good. And then I just go, you know, it, in a very unlike me moment, I just kind of just go uh, sitting there on the couch with my wife and go, well, I was on fucking HBO, were you? You know, like like it's like you know. So well, and I. Uh, yeah, and I, I had Atari show up on one of my one of my wedding playlists because I still do DJ some weddings and stuff on the side. <laughs> and I uh, a couple, I think last year I got a must playlist and it said Atari Lucky Boy's Confusion. I'm like, yes. I got that on CD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's cool, man. Yeah. I, uh, we 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 I, I don't 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 let me sound like I I don't didn't love it or enjoy it or, or, or take it for granted. I just think that like. Um, you know, I'm getting ramped up again for this Throne of the Games thing, but like for a year, I, I sat at home and and um, got a got a chance to explore another passion in my life. You know, yeah. 
Uh, and um, and music just sat on the back burner. And but it's funny. I, I just I was having this conversation with my friend, and 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 he's probably the only, one of the few people that's heard all the stuff that I've written. And he's like, "You're such an asshole." I'm like, "Okay, that's out of nowhere. Like, what the fuck?" That he's like. You're saying that because I said the same thing. I'm saying, like, well, you know, music's just on the back burner for me. And he's like, didn't you just write those? I'm like, yeah. I mean, that, that's all I've written. He's like, there's people out there that wish they wrote one of those songs, man. And you're like going like, yeah, you know, I just wrote those three. And he's like, I've been waiting my whole life to write that song. And I'm like, okay, all right, enough of that. But like, you know, I, I get it. I, I, it's a very different like. It's a very different, like, uh, way you look at life, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like... Well, like, and and I mean, just to kind of bring everything full circle a little bit, you mentioned uh, you're working on a book. Uh, mm-hmm. You, Lucky Boys are going to come out with a new album. Uh, um, well, eventually. Eventually. Yeah. Okay, so so you, I guess we got to get through the pandemic for you guys to get together. Are you going to do the you whole... You practice, man. Yeah. Like, it's hard enough to practice. And then um, one of the hard parts is... Um, just everybody getting to practice. We all live all over the place. That's actually, I'm dealing with texts about that right now because I got practice on Saturday. And, um, you know, between four of our schedules plus everybody else we got to get involved, it's just hard. Um, but yeah, I mean. Um, so is hoodie, is the hoodie life kind of on pause right now? And Very much so. Okay. Is, uh, I haven't gotten together with those guys uh, since the pandemic. And um, it's unfortunate because we put that record out uh, a week before the pandemic started. So um, whereas LBC would have survived that, a new band, new bands need to play, new bands need to be out in, in, in at other people's shows with their talking about their music. You know, you, you, what you guys talked about, we didn't get to do, we, you still got to do the grind, at least our, yeah. with, and. Um, well, Pat, I remember Pat from Close Enough to go as far back as that. I don't know mm-hmm. what just happened to my my screen here. I'm having all sorts of technical. There we go. Uh, everything just switched around a little bit. All right. So I remember Pat from Close Enough, right? Mm-hmm. And who's is is the uh, is he the bassist or the guitarist? Tall guy. Can't remember his name. Is he in Jeremy? Yes. Jer- why, why can't I remember? We got the same name. That's why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is he in the Jeremy uh, and Brian are brothers? Okay. The the drummer and the bass player are brothers and. Uh, we they're from a band called Luster. Okay. Um, I didn't really know them um, uh, until this, uh, but you're, they're both very talented dudes. And then Brad from Fifteen Minutes Late's in Hollywood. Okay. But or, or Logan Square, whatever. I just remember Pat. Pat did was he the guy behind the songs, the Suburban compilation? Split. Yeah. Yeah, the Split compilation. That's what it was. And uh, he had put a bunch of stuff together. I just remember Pat just being just killer salesperson and he was like like marketer for his bands and stuff because he he always he, had everything and he was yeah, he was the, he was the guy yeah so uh, so that's awesome yeah he he's married to joe's sister oh fantastic so it's a big nepotistic little circle <laughs> i lived with him for a long time he was in super happy fun club too oh great yeah so i mean yeah that 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 will we're probably gonna restart that project but probably rename it keep the same album and just do it again and do it right you know like do it the way it should have been because there are some good songs on that man that just kind of got and i think maybe that's why i got a little sour to it too it's like we put so much time and effort into that project and then 
you know, to nobody, nobody's fault that we, we just had to put it on, you know, once in a while people will be like, wait, what's this? You know, like, man, like, why isn't this bigger? I'm like, well, how would it be bigger? Where, where would you like me to get, make it bigger? Uh, you want me to go play house of blues for no one? You know, like I can do that, you know, like what, what? So, yeah, I don't know. Was, but I mean, just listening to the hoodie life is very, it's, it's like, I think when you introduced it to me, you said, this is very different than anything I've done before. And I listened to it and I'm like, it is very different, but it's, it's very, um, I guess, emotional and powerful, uh, in the, in the songs. It's not, it, it, you know, it's not, it doesn't really push like to, a. it's an, it pushes to an emotional peak, but not necessarily to the, to the harder stuff that you do with LBC. Yeah. It, so. It's, it's. It's, I meant more of the production. Yeah. It's very different. Yeah. Um, they're pop songs. You know, they're, st- they're, they're, they're more, they're more straightforward pop tunes. Um, there's a few dark, but I mean, there's a definitely like a, a, a darker element to them. I would, I would call it dark pop. Um, uh, but you know, um, there's some really good stuff there. Um, you know, and then, uh, yeah, it's, it, hopefully, hopefully, we, we, you know, we can come back soon and, and do some stuff. And there's also the kid factor, you know. Uh, I mean, she's getting older, so I'm, I'll, it, it, I'll, I'll be probably able to do more stuff now that she's a little older. And and because uh, it, it would have been no matter what, it would have been tough if if the pandemic didn't happen. It would have been it would have been really hard to figure out how I was going to get away for stuff. So. Sure. Is Adam still doing AM Taxi? He is cool. Um, I think they're pretty regular. Uh, excuse me, with right. what they do. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm not really sure. Um, again, um, Adam and Jason's music falls into that same category mm-hmm. for me. Unfortunately, even them them being my friends, that I don't really, I, I don't keep up. I don't know what's going on with them really. Um, all I know is that we. LBC will be putting out an EP of some sorts um, and that we're going to do this throw in the game thing. And, um, and then we have some surprises coming with that. And I'll probably, I can tell you offline. I just don't want to. Sure. Not, I'm not sure yet. And, 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 and well, I'm sure, but I just, yeah. Don't know if I should, but yeah. Well, we've, t- um, we've, we've taken a lot of your time tonight, so I don't want to keep you here if you got to get going and stuff, but, uh, but I don't know if, if Shap or Dan or anything, uh, have any, any more. Yeah, I don't even know what, yeah. like what we were talking about yeah. today. So I just kind of, <laughs> we're friends from like 20 years ago. So I just started talking, man. I don't, I don't know if there's some shit you guys want to talk about. Let's well, talk. I mean, I just, uh, Amanda just said, uh, songs from throwing the game and commitment still show up on my random playlist at work and make me smile when they bring back nice. the memories of going to all the local shows back in the early to- 2000s around the burbs. So with her and I'll her friend, you, Jen. I'll tell you something. Yeah. I'll tell you something that you probably don't know. Hmm. Remember that huge, uh, ONC show we did. Uh, oh, the one at Pfeiffer Hall where we broke the seats with uh, Show Off. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they got all mad because, and I'm friends with the guys in Show Off. Yeah. They got all mad because we got we got paid. Yeah. And after we played, everybody left. Um, but they were the big band. They would had like a record deal and everything, you know. So we just assumed that they should go last. Yeah. You guys thought that. You guys thought that they should go last, and we were like, "You want some band to play after us in Naperville?" Okay, 
you know, I don't know. That's cool with me. I, I, I could <laughs> drink earlier, you know, like, um, but, um, my pl- the thing that I remember about that show, besides opening up with Smooth Criminal and having King in a cage, yes, is uh, I was gonna quit that uh, that next week. I was done. I didn't want to do the band anymore. I was tired. Um, and then that Monday, I got a call from James and Osdell saying, "Hey, your song's gonna be added to the radio." Oh, that's right. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, oh, I'm like, well, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you're going to be on day rotation. I'm like, oh, so nobody will ever hear it at night. He's like, he's like, Matt, here, <laughs> let me put it this way. You're going to get a record deal. He's like, you're going to be, you're going to be on the radio all the time on the third largest radio station, alternative radio station in the country. And I'm like, cool you know like i was like wait hold on that just kind of like kicked in and um i called adam and i was like dude and i just told him he's like he's like what and because he must have heard uh you know he i think he might even said something to me and and it's like i just was getting to the point where i was like getting tired of it i was uh, i was up at four in the morning every day working at the merc and I, i just was done i wasn't getting my way with music and i was probably just a little brat too um and uh you know um the the musical direction was swinging a little bit away from the reggae and the hip-hop that i i liked so much uh and more into like the stuff that we sound like now which is you know uh funny because i would have eventually gone that way anyway you know like it it just as i would have gotten older you know uh, but yeah, anyway, so that that's just funny that I was going to quit after that show. And then, you know, um, and thinking back to it, it's like that would that would have been a huge mistake. I don't I don't I don't think think the guys would have let me anyway. You know, what's funny. Do you know who introduced show off that night was uh, Ryan Mano. He uh, he introduced nice. <laughs> he introduced show off because he was the one that like after the show, like he and I were talking and. Um, he was the, he was the communicator between <laughs> me and the guys from Show Off. Cause oh yeah, because they almost made you cry. They they were ready to kill me. Uh, yeah. They were ready to kill me. Because um, I'm like I'm not, look I'm not a promoter. I'm not making anything from this. This is a North yeah. Central College event, uh, and it was me because Shab and I are part of the College Union Activities Board, and so yeah. Ah, yeah. and so I use the College Union Activities Board as a way to pay back the bands that didn't make money at Riley's Rock House for the shows yeah. that we were doing to promote local chaos to, because what Dan and I found was uh, there's, we, we should have been kicked off the air so many times when we were doing that radio show, just because of the bands that dropped the F bomb, the crazy stuff that we did all the time. We had stupid chili pepper mascots, just being crazy 19, 20 year olds. And, uh, and so the, the station manager just was fed up with us. But what we found out was Dan, an amazing one, promoter. Yeah. yeah. What was her name? Which, Christian? Yes, Christian. So, yeah, but she was. I got, a, I got a story about that too. Oh no, I don't know if I want to do this with my son in the room. Um... No, no, not like that. Not like that. I got a kid too. No, no, but uh, but what's funny is, does it involve Bon Jovi jeans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but what's what's funny is is that we found we did the Rally's Rock House shows and like Joey DeMarco figured the system with Dan where we'd give the bands each so much you know for 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 playing and then we'd take a dollar just as a fundraiser and we put it right. back into the station. Um, mm-hmm. what we found is is that when Dan would walk into to the station manager, our, our college professor professor with a with a with a wad full of cash in his hands, mm-hmm. we got a lot we got away with a lot more. <laughs> By doing those shows. So, like, we had kind of worked that out with North Central, too, where if, if they weren't North Central students and they came to our college union activities board shows, we would we would take the cash in and then split it with the bands. And so yeah. I think I had worked out a deal with you and then the dog and everything um, mm-hmm. because we had done two shows. And then uh, when, when, the, when, <laughs> when we packed Pfeiffer with all these kids that didn't go to North Central, there was, like, maybe 50 or 60. Central College students at that show. The rest was all your fans. So, and they all paid five bucks. Yeah. And they all paid five bucks. And uh, I just remember two really fat envelopes at the end of the night that we got to to hand out. So, yeah, Show Off wasn't too thrilled with me that night, but I did. They got paid. They got paid. So, for people not familiar with Pfeiffer, though, it's like like a beautiful ballroom. It had not seen the likes of LBC. No, and and especially with at that time in our careers, I mean, we couldn't have been more. We couldn't have been bigger in Naperville, at least, or Naperville Downers Grove. It it was, yeah, it was it was uh, it was a perfect time, and it sucks that we couldn't do it again. But uh, story about Christian, um, and it's not anything bad. It's just fun. I get a I get a phone call, and I'm like, um, and I think I, like you know this is before, maybe I had a cell phone. I don't know. I don't remember anymore. Uh, but I think it was a phone call at my house, and 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 I'm like, hey, what's up? She's like, hey, Christian, Christian from WNC, and I'm like, hey, what's up? Uh, how are you? Because you guys were we were on regular rotation at the time, and uh, she's like, hey, you gotta you gotta stop calling. I'm like, wait, what? And she, she's like you guys got to stop calling. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Like calling what I literally did not know what she meant. And I was like, she's like, people keep calling and requesting your, your songs. And I go, isn't that a good thing? And she's like, well, we know it's you guys. I go, well, I've been at work all day and Adam's in high school um ryan's in 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 college at school right now so unless joe's calling over and over and over again i don't know what you're talking about she's like and then she gets like all like defensive like she's like i'm not saying that you are i'm like like and i and in the nicest way though i go but you kind of did and i'm like and i'm just telling you we really appreciate you putting us like i didn't get attitude at all i'm like I'm like we appreciate you putting us on the air why would we screw that up i'm like i'm like christian maybe it's genuine and like maybe people want to hear the music and they don't know how to get their hands on it in any other way or i'm like or we just have a rabid fan base that wants to see us succeed and i'm like it's one of those two things and i'm like i'm not gonna lie when we first uh started getting some airplay not regular routine. I, I we may have called 
once or twice and been like, hey, can you play us? I'm like, but you're not going to put anyone on the air in a band and not expect them to at least call once to get their, their own song heard. That's like, if you don't, then you don't care. Then you would be putting out music. Like, I, like, but I just thought it was funny because like, and then I talked to her later um, and she said something to me. She's like, look, sorry about that call. She's like, I'm getting, the, a lot of these DJs hate you and uh, <laughs> they keep on getting calls. And I'm like, oh, I'm used to being hated. And I, and she laughed, you know, whatever. But she's like, listen, uh, she's like, I'm sorry, but we've never had anything like that before. And I'm like, I'm going to take that as a huge compliment and I'm going to leave it at that. Because like, yeah. it was a little kind of a crappy thing to do to like with the attitude that she came in at first and then it totally mellowed out. So like, give me, so I must, she must have just gotten railed out by some like punk rock or, or hip hop DJ that just was sick of people calling for LBC during his show. Well, and we, we picked 4080 as your first single for our station. Yeah. We, 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 we edited the crap out of it and we just, cause I think we all just on, out of all the songs I think that you had on that tape, because it's from the cassette. I think it was before growing yeah. out of it. It's from the EP. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, we we love that song. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, everybody, you know, Dumb Pop Song was, of course, the big one the, that broke you. But for mm-hmm. us, we just were like, this is hilarious. I think Peterson always was like, they're name-checking an officer from Naperville on this song. We have to play it. <laughs> yeah. So. Did, did, yeah, I mean, we, were, we, were, we were little punks, man. Like that's that, I always said that to people. I'm like, you know, they they that would like knock us or like say anything about, you know, how we weren't punk or anything. I'm like, man, we are more punk than you would ever be. You guys just play power chords and sing like this, so you think you're punk. And it's like, I'm like, we actually lived the life. We were actual punks. We. We just were. We were just such little shits, man. We were the we were real punks. Um, did you and, ever? Uh, did you ever have any like? Did did Officer Roger Otto ever uh, get a hold of you for making him? Single? Oh yeah, he's a huge fan. <laughs> I'm serious. He hits us up all the time. He's been to shows. He he, he loves it. He thinks it's the coolest. He's like, I, I play your stuff to my kids, and he's like, and I and I'll tell you what's up with my power trip. I don't got one. I'm like, bad joke, but that's hilarious. You know, like, uh, <laughs> like, and um, no, he's cool. He's, he's all right. He's all right guy. I know Adam still holds a grudge, but I'm not from Naperville. I don't care. So, like, hey, uh, a couple, couple other quick throwback things for you. You mentioned earlier uh, that one of those shows that King was in a cage. Hmm. How is King doing? I mean, is, how's he doing? Is he still coming to LBC shows when you guys get a chance to play? Yeah, I mean, I think he was at one of the last shows, and he's like texting me and and to come down, and I'm like, dude, this isn't Riley's Rock House where I can just come down anymore without like getting harassed. And like, this doesn't work. I mean, the fans are older, so it's a little different. Like, it's not autographs and like being pushed into the walls and, and like with little sixteen year old girls, but like it's um, it's hard uh to to do it because then you get stuck in conversations and and when you're just tired and you know. I, and I'm sick, so I, I got to rest as much as I possibly can before shows and stuff. So it's like, whatever. I mean, uh, we, we do see him. Um, he hits me up here, here and there. He sees my brother a lot more. Um, but, yeah, he he's like a – I think he does something with, like, a 
a cleaning service or something like that. But yeah, he, he's cool. I mean, I think he's he's the same uh, as he's always been. Just that guy that is going to be look perpetually old and be perpetually young. So I was going to say, how did he even get it, get into you guys? Because he looked like just the old dirty hippie that went and followed the dead around, you know? So King's, King's only a year older than me, I think. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, but he, he looked older than I do now. <laughs> then. Um, and like, so, I mean, and he looks the same man. and he's maybe a little thinner. Um, but um, he, so he lived behind me. Uh, but I didn't know him. I didn't know him in high. Like he didn't go to high school with us or anything like that. But he, his parents moved there after. I, I'm at a. I was at a party, um, at this house, and they had a. Keg of Killians, and that's where that song comes from, and whatever. And it's like, and this this old dude sitting on the couch. I'm like, who the fuck are you? And you know, like, in a, but in like a really, in a friendly way. Like I'm like. Yeah, who the fuck are you? Like, you know, like just like and he's like, he's like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, and I'm like, nah, I'm Stubby, I'm friends with Hoffman. He's like, I live here. I'm like, no. Right. So you know, I did did that thing, like I finally asked him, like, why is he why is the old guy living? Why is the narc living here? You know, like what's what's up with that? And you know, one thing led to another and I know I'm a pretty friendly guy and and I definitely not gonna judge anyone. Um so we just became friends and I found out he lived behind me and uh, next thing you know, I'm in his garage drinking beers, you know, yeah. like, uh, um, but yeah, it like, uh, I remember a lot of people used to back in those days, especially as we got more and more popular, not you guys, cause you guys just knew us before anything it is like, we, we weren't as snobby as people thought we were. We, we were like, Oh, where's the party? You know, mm-hmm. like, and we, I spent more time at Marple and Peterson's apartment <laughs> than I did at bars. I yes. Just, I mean, like, in, no offense to those guys, but they're not cool. You know what I mean? They're cool, but they're not cool. You, you know what I mean? I'm not like, yes. you know, not Lucas. No. You are our friend. No. They're just, they're my friends. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. They were just, that's what I mean. I mean, they're, they're cool. I mean, I, I love I'm, them. They, they still do. I mean, like, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, like we weren't trying to seek out uh, a lot of the other bands that came up were like that are married to playmates and and uh, fa- uh, friends with famous people and and whatever and it's like we just weren't interested in that stuff like uh, this just whole last. Like, <laughs> This whole last minute reminds me of the scene in Almost Famous where Philip Seymour Hoffman is telling uh, William Fugit's character, "We, you're not cool. <laughs> when fans come up to me and they're like, man, I I shaped my, like, I, 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 uh, I started dressing a certain way because of you. I'm like, man, I'm sorry. You know, like, I'm just, I frosted well. my tips. <laughs> I frost my tips. I got, I got, I got sock knees because you, I'm like, uh, and they were 25 bucks. That's why I got them. Like, like you're, you're totally missing the point here, buddy. I'm like, I'm just me. Like, you know, like, and then they were like, whatever, like Adam wore a visor. And next thing you know, at the next show, everybody's wearing a visor. It's like Adam just wore a visor because he wanted to wear a, wear a visor or we all stopped wearing baggy jeans. And 
our fans stopped wearing baggy jeans. And like, it's just like, I mean, it's just, um, yeah, we just never really did the cool thing really that good. And I think, I think like, uh, like, like I said, like Tony from Mast and, and uh, even the show off guys and, and um, the good Charlotte fellas and, and all those guys that we were like, kind of, like we came up with just did the rock star thing way better than we did. We just didn't, we just didn't, we just weren't, we just weren't rock stars, man. We just were just See, dudes. Look at that. I got that from, uh, that's the bowling alley, the show in Downers Grove. <laughs> that's funny. But I think that's like one of the, one of the early, I have very few pictures of college, which I'm glad that, when all this was happening, there was no social media. There was none of this. Like we have, we have no evidence. Of, you gotta uh, send me that picture. Yeah, I will. I'll tag you in it so that you can my, have my it. My wife, who wasn't, see, she would have been like four or something like that. <laughs> and she, she's like always like makes fun of my blonde streak. I'm like, honey, by the time I got rid of the blonde streak, you were five years old. So there's no way that you can even like joke about it but she's like no blonde streak's funny and i'm like yeah whatever dude so any blonde streak pictures i can find i'm like yeah send them to me by the way this is <laughs> this is me and dan so that's uh that's at the same bowling alley show we brought the chili pepper and uh were you always the chili pepper we actually had it adam carlson played the chili pepper for f when he when he started he was a few years behind us and then ryan marple played the chili yeah, pepper Mar he played yeah. the chili pepper at uh, at the Metro show or something. Was it Metro? You guys got the chili pepper up on stage and he rapped, a, he did a verse? <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> it was I mean, a, we had everybody rap with yeah. it. So. I'm you, sure it's... <laughs> we, so. we all thought it was funny, but... Man, those shows were... the, the Those early Metro shows is like was like... It was it was just chaos like it was they're so loud um that like the band even just didn't like i i don't think we could have just sat on stage and i would have been like yo 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 and <laughs> the like yeah and that's it kind of got to that point where i just was like this is not this is just like people screaming now and or we're, and then it, that it kind of eventually calmed down a little bit as the fans got a little older. But like when it when the fan base was really just like that all ages like high school, it was like, I mean, it was like the like the I'm not even I'm not comparing it to like it was like that Beatles thing where everybody mm -hmm. just was screaming and like and like um, nobody was paying attention to the music or like every other in between songs they were just yelling. Our, our names like 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 it was like we're like we were pop stars or something that's like man we're just some dudes from the suburbs just like let us play our music you know like um, chicago but, always the rowdiest for you because i know you guys have gone international you've toured around the country i saw i see when you post stuff online that people from boston are still going hey when are you coming back uh yeah. is it, uh -huh. i mean chicago's probably still got to be your best fan base but i mean you've got support all over the country Midwest. Midwest. Uh, it's probably the best. Um, like, uh, Milwaukee, Iowa City, uh, Champagne was insane. DeKalb was great. Um, uh, Detroit was amazing. Uh, Madison, Minneapolis. I mean, like, so, like, that, the, all, the, all those areas are really cool. Uh, out, out of the Midwest was, um, oh, and Omaha was huge. 
Um, I don't know. Midwest was uh, Florida. Got really big for us. We had got a lot of radio love there. Uh, California, Southern California was good. Uh, Denver was huge. Um, so yeah, we had pockets, you know. But the the craziest. I mean, it's it's not even. It's not even comparable. Uh, I mean, dude, I don't even have to sing in Chicago. <laughs> I could just like I could just get up there and just like. Eh. I mean, these days is different, but back then it's like. Yeah, I, I didn't have to sing, and I just would just, just get up there and. And they were just so happy that you know it. It was a. It was like a community, man. It was like a. It was. It was a. I, I said it a lot. I mean, like the show wasn't even really about us. It was just like, um, you know. Well, it's at that. I mean, you're at that point though that where where the fans are, you know, they've they've taken your music, you know, your words and everything else, and they're interpreting it. So now they own it, you know. That's yeah. got to be a weird feeling, right? It's very strange, um, especially since uh, the songs were like, especially songs like you know. I mean, it, it, we don't even have to especially like, like there's all the songs were so personal and like, and it's like, and then you just kind of, you have to learn to let go of them a little bit. Um, and, and things now are like even are, are weirder or weird in a different way. So now it's like, huh, now it's like uh, the LBC shows like I got a text from a buddy the other day and he's like, he's like, I didn't know what the big thing about what 2020 sucking besides the obvious was, but there was no LBC show. And I'm like, Oh, thanks, man. He's like, no, dude, this has nothing to do with you. And I, and I just wrote back LBC shows have nothing to do with me. Let me screenshot this really quick. Okay. Um, and, uh, but like he's like he's like hold on you know what I mean he's like it's not that he's like your shows aren't really about your music anymore your shows just bring are, so many people go out to a show once a year or twice a year and it's typically and if they go out twice it's two LBC shows and it's like that's the only time I see all my friends from all the different groups that we never see anymore and he's like you guys are. You guys are um, the thing that brings us all together. And I'm like, you know, you could have started that way uh, instead <laughs> of staying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, it was a, it's a, it's a sweet thing. Uh, yeah. it, it's, it's, um, yeah, the community and the, that's what I mean. The community's evolved into, it's like, do we even have to play anymore? Like, <laughs> or do we just throw a party, you know, you know, and you want to give us $20 each? It's cool. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Like, it's, uh, we can always talk to Steve Dardis and see if he still has his house in Naperville and we can oh, crash wow. that and throw a got, killer I got, party I got kicked out of there <laughs> a couple times uh, once really though once I was, he's like hey man you gotta go I'm like <laughs> alright I'm like I've, I've been here for like an hour what's, what's like, I'm surprised he's not on here right you, now yeah actually. where's Dardis at uh, hey, but yeah it's crazy like, you made out with that girl and I'm like, yeah, so? Like, three months ago, he's like, that's that guy's girlfriend. I'm like, like I don't remember. Like, and like, it wasn't like, it wasn't a big deal. It was like, I think we were at one of these ONC things and in like 
you know, the few of us that could actually get to bars or something. like, you know, like, like we went to a bar and like maybe kissed or something. And I don't even think I did. I think, I think they might've been, it might've been Joe that did or something like that. And it's just the dude from LBC, you know what I mean? Like, like, and I'm like that I'm Brown, that guy's white. Like, I'm like, I don't even, like, I, I didn't know what was going on. All, all I knew is that I had to go. Cause that dude was way bigger than me. So I, um, and, and I was a, I was a guest at your guys's things. So I was like, I want to stay on the radio. I want to go. But that's yeah. all I remember about that. It's, his that, there was a big garage, right? Where everybody hung out. It's got to be surreal though uh, to be up on stage like in Chicago and and have everybody sing your songs to you. I mean, it's got to be a surreal thing. Oh, I mean, there's nothing like it. That's why I keep doing. It. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. I mean, there's yeah. nothing. It, it, it's it's probably the it's 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 surreal on so many different levels especially the guy that uh, so it's got to be cool just to be in the band and have have that happen but to be the guy that wrote those words it's like let me let me put it this way you try not to think about that on stage or else you get thrown off you know you you can't sit there and be like this is amazing but you got to kind of also like take it in um uh, one one of the times that I can actually take it in and because it's a long enough piece is um, I don't know if you guys know the song cigarettes mm-hmm. um, so I all I do is I sing cigarettes and they finish it and it's awesome and it's like it, that's that's a really that's a really fun feeling of like you're like because I can actually like, whereas like in Fred Astaire, when they sing back the pushing these children line, I got to get ready to do the next part. I can't just sit back and be like, this is like the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, so, but so you, you um, luckily, you know, video and you get to be like, damn, that's 1300 people singing my words, you know, it's like, wow. Or Adam's words or whatever, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 amazing, and and think about it, what it must be like for Dave Grohl. Yeah, uh, like that's that's it's 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 what you it's why you do it, man. It, as far as like why you play live shows, that's why you play live shows. Because um, I'm not really a big into like playing live. I, I if I could just if I could do Beatles '67 to '70 and for the rest of my life, that's what I would have wanted to do. You know, they could have their early touring days I, I, touring was never that big of a thing for me i just wanted to make music i just wanted to be in a studio constantly making music you know um but yeah but if you do play you you know like i don't know how shoegazer bands do it like where their fans are just like looking at the ground kind of just swaying and like, <laughs> yeah. you know i mean i don't know it's just like it's cool but at least like and i'm not saying the type like dashboard confessional man that's cool too like he just gets up there with that well i don't know what they do now but when he was just doing that acoustic record that's that's the dream man that's like that's like it doesn't get cooler than that like where you're just like are you serious you're like you're just playing they're sitting there playing and everybody's singing so it doesn't have to be like a raucous crowd but it's just yeah and i, I wonder like like as your crowds evolve i mean are you you seeing younger kids start to kind of pop up again or is it have we have we got to the sit down phase where they're all in their 30s and 40s watching LBC and sitting in a chair 
you know, <laughs> like, cause well, I, I, I kind of noticed that even with some of the bands that we like enjoyed and stuff, like, like we would start to go some of their shows and be like, Oh, everybody's sitting. Okay. This is what we're going to do today. <laughs> a little different with LBC yeah. for, for a couple different reasons. Um, one, yeah, we're getting like, you know, the younger generation, uh, because a lot of our fans have uh, younger kids that like like our music. So then they'll come out to the shows. We'll get a lot of complaints like, hey, why can't you guys do all ages shows? I'm like, well, we do festivals. They're like, no, we want to bring them to House of Blues. I'm like, no. That means if we do House of Blues, that means that we have to play at six. I'm like, no, we're not going to do that all ages stuff. But anyway, um, but the difference between, and it goes back to the other thing I said, uh, of like people go out once a year get the babysitter. It's a $200 event, even though the tickets are $40 because it's a, it's a, a limo or a, you know, like everybody's also our fans have money now. Like, you know, they're, they're going to a limo to the, to the show or a cab or the DD or whatever they're doing there, or they're getting a hotel room across the way and which is more than a $200 event then, or, and, and they are going all out and they're jumping around and whatever. And they're going to be, in pain for the next week but they're doing it you know and that, so the the, uh, the only thing that i notice that's different is very little crowd surfing outside of that there's still a mosh pit and you know i'm just like i'm just like grow up but whatever i mean you, you know what teach their own i don't care um but you know it's like um yeah I, it, it, the crowds are pretty awesome you should come to the next one i mean here's the thing when we do the next one i think everyone's coming I, I literally think everyone's gonna come. Yeah, we're gonna it have is. three it's, shows. It's, yeah, it's the end of the pandemic. Yeah, we're all gonna be out. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's gonna be like I, I've even talked to House of Blues and and I've talked to them. I'm like, you do realize when we do this, it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like we're gonna probably have to do a couple nights. And they're like, oh, we're we're very aware. And I'm like, I'm not doing a Tuesday, so you better get ready for <laughs> giving me my Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or something like that. Or, or we can maybe just, you know, or we can do something like, whoa, very different, and uh, do uh, three consecutive Fridays or something cool like that. But that's a lot more work for the band. Yeah, you can leave your stuff up. Otherwise, you know. Yeah. But yeah, we're gonna do that. I mean, I think uh, you know. Um, it'll be fun it'll be fun i can't wait i can't wait for doing that and but the other shows are different now too because i'm sick and i can't move around like i used to um so you know it it it, jason doesn't move like he used to i mean he still gets down adam still gets down everybody gets down it's just different it's just like it is way more about the music and less about like the uh it's way more it's way about more about the music and the camaraderie less about the just going absolutely nuts and um and whatnot um and i think a lot of it's as much as i i think a lot of it's about getting drunk too like (laughs) the one night night a year well not us we're 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 sober up there when i get off stage i do five shots of whiskey to catch up with everybody else because like i'm like there's just no way that because everybody's been drinking all night it's just it's 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 crazy it's you've, crazy you've mentioned a few times about um being sick you're talking about ms right so oh, yeah. uh, um i mean 
that's got to make this last year of everything going on even that much harder, right? For you, I mean, it's it's that much serious for everybody. But I mean, better, it's better, man. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> like I can just stay home, take care of my baby, and I, yeah. you know, I I have a pretty small house, and and the only thing that sucks is um for the first year, uh, for the first like six months, eight months, or whatever, I didn't work out, and um. Cause I was just like, all right, I'll, I'll work out when the gyms open up again. I'll work out when the gyms open up again. All of a sudden the year turns and I'm like, uh, I've managed to stay fairly thin, but I, you know, I just started losing all my muscles to it. And, and I, and it's important for me to stay strong because parts of my body don't work. So the other parts have to compensate. Right. So it's like, it, it, that was the only thing that held me back, but actually not having to go to work uh working from home um just is is easier in my body um so um i mean i want the pandemic to be over because i want to go out to dinner <laughs> but i don't want to go out to work i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to um i don't want to have to walk around as much as i used to have to and stuff like that and the thing about a show though is you put your all into it and you go down and lay down the rest, you know, um, I'm lucky that my MS is controlled. Uh, I mean, I, I just got my last MRI results back and I have no new active lesions or anything like that. So it's like, it, it, it couldn't ask for better news That's except great. for a cure, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but that being said, you know, I, I mean, I, I'd be, a, I'd be a liar to tell you if I'm, that I'm not really sick. Um, that I'm not really like that life isn't a struggle, but I mean, you just get over it. You just move on. You have to, I mean, I don't have a choice. So um, just do what I got to do. And the boys are really, really, uh, boys are really, really supportive. And uh, I mean, I mean, they kind of have to, I mean, like, how do you, what do you, how can you not be, you know, like, it's like, it's not like I'm like, I have a cold. Um, but the boys are supportive. You know, we, we break up the sets a little bit now. Like I tell them like, listen, if we're going to do, if we're going to play for an hour and a half, can we do two 45 minute sets? Um, that's a little bit easier for me, you know? Um, and then, you know, then do still do an encore of like, you know, two songs or one song or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's a little different. Yeah. It's a little different now, but, um, you know, I'm getting through it. I'm, um, I have a very, um, a very dangerous uh, form of MS, um, and um, so if I would have gotten if I would have gotten sick in the eighties or nineties, I would have, or even last decade. Well, sorry, two decades ago, well, the two thousands. Okay, uh, if I gotten, I would probably be in a wheelchair. Um, wow. Yeah, it, it's it's really bad. I have a. I have lesions on my neck right here. So lesions, I have lesions on my brain too, but like the lesions on your neck, think about how small that spinal cord is, right? But not on my neck, on my spinal cord. Um, so you get a lesion on your neck and your spinal cord and it, and it goes around your paraplegia. So uh, my doctor was really concerned when they wouldn't, when my insurance wouldn't approve me and I finally got a, uh, the pharmaceutical company to actually just give it to me for free because they heard about my 
situation. So, but yeah, so I'm real lucky, man. Um, I, I, you know, I, when I did my um, charity show, just seeing all the people that came there and, you know, that were in much, much worse shape than I, I was. And I'm sitting here with like, I mean, <laughs> I was, I was in really good sh I was like big and strong and, and it just made me feel guilty. Um, um, but because, you know, it, it, the people that got diagnosed before this uh, medicine came out just are, are really suffering. That's why, I'm, you know, they're doing the cure. They got a vaccine now and they, they're saying that um, even people that have it, it, it could help them get some of their mobility back and some of their... Um, some of some of their life back a little bit so you know we're a couple of years away from it but uh the one thing that the coronavirus did is uh that rna um uh, research really brought was brought to the forefront and that rna research is going to help people with ms cancer um and they even think aids so it's like hey you know something good comes out of everything so, that's awesome yeah. yeah that's awesome well i know it's uh we're about two hours in here, so I appreciate you giving us all this time. It's been fun to catch up with you. Yeah, so, man. That's what I was so, thinking. Like, yeah. I forgot it was a podcast for a while. I thought yeah, just, just chatting. Well, I mean, <laughs> we do these kind of Zoom calls, like, you know, yeah. especially at the beginning of the pandemic, we used to do them all the time. And it's just like, you know, besides me talking more than everybody else, which is actually the norm in any conversation, uh, it's like, uh, yeah. it just feels like I'm just hanging out. So. <laughs> well, it's but, cool. Uh, I, the only thing I'm struggling with is i haven't eaten dinner yeah so i go eat a very late dinner and um probably have some weird dreams because i'm gonna eat some indian food so. <laughs> <laughs> but this has been great man i uh keep us posted too like uh you know on on everything that's going on with lbc because like you know we're of course you know your ogs here can i use yeah. that does i sound like an old man i sound like a weird like my kids laughing at me as i use that term but uh but it's been it's been really cool to watch you guys over the last twenty years and just be there for from the forefront of the whole thing and just see it all blow up and um, oh, yeah. and all your success, man. We're we're so proud of you guys. I know that doesn't mean much, but but it's just it's pretty it's, it's pretty it's awesome. Way more than you think, man. All right, like, like I said, like I I, I it's people we're dude, we're we're just nine to five or dudes just like anybody else, man. Like it's just like it means a lot it means a lot just to like um because you know besides being a dad and going to work you don't uh, i haven't had any adulation for the last <laughs> year and a year and a half or whatever it's been you know like it's we didn't at least we did not play a single show in 2020 so just hearing people like you know saying that you're proud of us it means a ton more than you think um but yeah let me know when you guys are gonna Put this out so i can do a proper promotion on lbc and everything yeah else. yeah we'll uh we're probably well, we're live now so it'll be up on our uh on our page here but probably tomorrow uh tomorrow i'll probably launch it on the itunes stream so it'll oh, be up on be, friday so you should be able to probably even the video so when, when you share that live now people are just listening to watching us right now yeah we yes. got about uh, like i said friends and family hanging out uh so we got about six people right now <laughs> We probably went on forever. I, I, if I didn't knew that, I would have cut it short. That's all good. I, we're we're just hanging out. You know, this is what we yeah. do. We do this whenever. Yeah, and then, uh, um, but then, yeah, I just take the audio and throw it, slap it up on our iTunes stream for everybody to grab. Do you but... edit it up at all or no? What's that? Do you edit anything up? No, I'll probably just put it up like this so everybody can hear all of it. Okay. <laughs> good, man. It's all good. Hey, so, uh, Dan, 
Dan, do you have anything out there in Colorado? Any questions real quick before we go? I don't, man. It was just, it was nice seeing you guys. And it has, it's been, I mean, straight up like 20, 25 years, which is crazy, but um, it is, man. It was just reminiscing even in my preparation for this was fun, man. So um, yeah, it was a lot of good times. So it was nice talking to you guys. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, it was good to see you too, Dan. I, I have, I, I have to, pr- I had one ridiculous question I want to ask just for fun. Oh. And I mentioned it online yeah. a long time ago. So I'm going to ask police Academy four or police Academy five. I mean, people are dying to know. I mean, I mean, that's not even a question for me. It's four. Right. It's, it's the only <laughs> answer there is. I mean, it's, it's not even, I don't even think it's like a, I mean, four is like four. They hit their peak. They should have just stopped. I mean, five was fine. Was that five, the, five was better than three. Yeah. You were right. Yes. Five was better was than three. Garbage. Yeah. But I mean, was five uh, Moscow? Was that Police Academy Moscow? No, five was a sign at Miami Beach. That was the first one without Steve Gutenberg. Oh, okay. yeah. So, that, the, the best part was... of that was Citizens on Patrol. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Better. Four is better than five. Oh, yes. yeah. And man, yes. Michael Winslow should have, if he wasn't so one dimensional, he would have just been, he should have been so big. Um, that's the, you know what that is, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the guy does all the voices. Spaceballs. Yep. I love it. The, the, the right. best part about Miami Beach was uh, the the sun uh, the the suntan lotion where they wrote "Dork" in G W Bailey's chest. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's that's awesome. All right. Oh man, now I'm gonna go watch those. Right. right. <laughs> go enjoy your dinner, man. I appreciate all your time tonight. It was really good catching up with you. Uh, and continued you, success. I hope uh, I can't wait to hear uh, all the new music, man. Yeah, awesome. it's good to see you, Stuvio. I hope to get to see you again in concert soon. Great seeing you all.